Hi, y'all. Welcome to the Empty Nester Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Jennifer Dolander. I've been an entrepreneur for over 25 years and have built multiple businesses from 100% online to service space to brick and mortar. These businesses grew to support our entire family. I have a passion for sharing entrepreneur advice, tips, tools, and mistakes we overcame that made this a reality for me and it can for you too. Each week, I'll be sharing practical step-by-step advice, shortcuts, and inspiring interviews to guide you through turning your hobby into a business and your passion into profits. This can be the best time of your life. Let's do this. Hey, y'all, this is Jennifer. You are listening to episode number four of The Empty Nester Entrepreneur. I am so glad you are here with me today. We are talking about a really important subject, so I'm really excited you're here. The title of this episode is, How Do I Know My Idea is a Good One? A surefire way to validate your business idea, saving you tons of time and money. So this is the very, very first thing that happens when you start thinking about starting a business, right? It's really, it really can be the most important step of all, because if the idea is not a great idea and you don't really, really love it, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure. And I don't want to do that because in the end, I don't want you to look back on this and think, oh, I just wasted all that time. I wasted some money. I want you to look back on this in one year and think, oh, I am so glad I took that chance. I am so glad I did my research and look where I am today. So I'm just, I can't wait for that to happen. And I know it will if you follow these steps. So this is called validating your business idea. And I actually have a great free resource on my website that you can go snag and I will email it to you. It's called Will My Idea Be a Success Checklist? And it's a simple checklist that we're actually going to go through a lot of the checklist on the episode today. But this is something that you can print out and just literally go step by step. You will be so much more educated after you go through this checklist than before. So let's start out with your idea. Let's say you have an idea to start a candle business. I use that a lot because I love candles. A good smelling candle is just awesome. So I use that idea a lot because I do love candles. But anyway, so let's say you want to start this candle business. So what you would want to do is you would want to really research that idea. You want to think, how am I going to get started? What platform am I going to use? And when I say platform, what I'm talking about is how are you going to sell your product? 
right? How are you going to do this? Now, if you were to sell candles, that is a product-based business. If you have a service, let's say tutoring, I had a tutoring business before, so that's really easy for me to talk about. That is a service-based business. So there are advantages to both, and you've got to go with where your passion is. You know, if you are really passionate about candles and you love them and you cannot get enough of them, especially if you make them, that is something you are passionate about and you need to be passionate about your business idea. Because like I always say, you are going to eat, breathe, and sleep it for hopefully years to come. So on my validating checklist that's on my website at www.jenniferdolander.com, you will be able to print this out. It's super easy to follow. And especially if you're not really familiar with some of these terms, it would be a great idea for you to print this out. That way you feel really confident about what you're doing and you can take it out and work on it whenever you want to. This is not something you have to sit down and finish at one sitting. This is probably something that's going to take you a while to do. So I always want to start out by saying the number one thing you need to do when you have an idea is really keep your mouth closed for now. You need to do your research. You need to become, like I say, armed and dangerous with your idea before you tell anyone. And sometimes that includes our spouse or your significant other, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whomever. Sometimes you need to just keep your mouth closed Because like I've said before, so often the people that are really closest to us and love us the most, they want to protect us. And they think they are protecting us by really getting rid of our idea because they don't want us to get hurt. So you need to go through this checklist. You know your spouse. You know your significant other, your best friend, your parents, Whoever it is, you know them better than anyone. So you need to really think about, do I want to tell this person my idea? And that sometimes is truly the most important step you're going to take because you don't want this idea to go away before you even start. So going back to the actual checklist, once you print it out, you will see that it is really well organized. There's even a place for you to check it off when you're done. That's how my brain works. I love to check things off of a list. So I did put a little check mark place for you. So step number one is called Google Trends. Now I know you have all heard of Google, but Probably not many of you have heard of Google Trends. This is a place on Google that you can go where you can actually type in certain words and it will give you an analysis of the popularity of that search. That's super important when starting a business because everyone uses the Google search bar. If your customer is looking for candles, what would they type in? Most popular scent 
of a candle. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not. I just love candles. I'm not really educated on them. But you see the point. You can type in certain phrases and it will let you know the popularity of that phrase. And in the checklist that I made for you, I actually give you the exact website, the exact URL to go to, so you don't have any questions about where this tool is. It's completely free to use. And another thing I love about this tool that I think is really, really awesome is you can type in, you can actually do comparison of different searches, and it will give you a line graph over a certain amount of time. So you could type in, let's say you type in soy candles, then scented candles, and then organic candles. It would give you a different, it would give you a line graph of all of those different candles over a certain amount of time. So it's a great visual tool, which I love. And it also gives you a lot of other information as well. But I love that visual tool that it gives you. I just think that that is super powerful. So anyway, um, that's step number one, because I feel like that is hard evidence, right? That's not something you're not doing a, a Google search on something where possibly advertisements could come up. This gives you hard evidence of how many people actually searched for that particular item. So I feel like that's a great way to place to start. Then step number two is called time to search. This is where you actually do go to Google and you go to YouTube and you go to Amazon. You even go to eBay, wherever, whatever platforms you can go to to search out your topic is fantastic. And I, I, I put in here that when you do a search, make sure you, you are aware of those advertisements. I, I don't know if I really want you to particularly search the advertisements because they're actually paying to be there. And sometimes that can be useful information, but you really want to see those companies that come up organically and have not paid to play. So make sure you look and usually it'll have an AD or an ADV in front of the um, or right beside the name of the company. So there they have to tell you if it's an advertisement. That's something that they are obligated to do. So that's the second step. You want to really make sure that you are doing your full research on these platforms and look at the top five to 10 businesses that come up. That is a really good overview. You really don't need to go farther than that unless you're just really not finding what you're looking for. So the third step is who are your competitors? It is really super important that you are really educated on who are your competitors. And like I always say, I love competition. Competition makes you better. Competition makes your business stronger. And I love that. If there is no competition, 
I'm not saying that it is not a great idea. It very well could be. What I'm saying is, if you don't have any competition with your idea, your research needs to go a step farther for you really to research who is your PC. And that stands for perfect customer. We will actually go into a lot more depth of how to find your PC and where is your PC hanging out in future episodes. But that's something to keep in the back of your mind right now that you really need to remember. You always want to think about who is my PC? Who is my perfect customer that I am always wanting to serve and who will always want my product. So that's super important as well. So as far as step number three, who are your competitors? You want to research your competitors and read their reviews. And on the checklist on my website under resources, I've actually made you a little chart. And that way you can fill it in as you're doing your research. You can actually write down your top three competitors. And there's a place where you can put in positive comments and a place where you can put in negative comments. I think this is so important. You need to almost put your little detective hat on and act like a detective. You want to read everything you possibly can, the good, the bad, and the ugly about all of your competitors, because that will, in turn, that will make you a better business. So the more you are educated, the better you will become. Step number four is buy your competitor's product. Going back to the candle idea, if I wanted to start a candle business and I make these amazing soy candles that smell so yummy and I just know people would love them, one of the first things that I'm going to do after I do my Google Analytics with Google Trends and I find out who my competitors are, I'm actually going to buy their product. I'm either, if they are in a nearby town and they have a little candle shop, I'm going to go there and buy their candles. I'm going to order their candles online. I want to see how do they package their candles? What is their customer service like? How do they let me know that my package has shipped? If there is a problem, how do they handle it? You are doing this to educate yourself. Buying your competitor's product is so important. And I did this with alumni cookie dough. I definitely bought my competitor's product. I wanted to see, okay, I think this is good. And all my children think it's delicious. And my friends think it's good. But I want to compare it to my competitor's. I want to make sure 100% that this is a great product. So that's exactly what I did. We've actually been very fortunate this year. My husband and I have gone to several different cities around the country. So not only have we ordered product and had it shipped to our home, but we've actually been able to go into their brick and mortar and see for ourselves how our little cafe in Athens, Georgia 
you know, compares to other places around the country. So that has been such a great educational experience for us. Um, it's, it's, it has been a huge validation for us that our product is great. Our, you know, little cafe is adorable and very welcoming. And we knew that to begin with, but the one of the great things about doing your research and really getting to know your competitors, it does give you that validation. And it helps you just feel more confident about what you're doing and what your product is offering your perfect customer. So step number five is probably, I have to say, I have to be honest with you. Step number five is probably my least favorite, but It is one of the most important things you can do when planning out your business. And that is financial analysis. It is not a, you know, really sparkly, fun topic to think about, but it's very, very necessary. So this is where you really need to dig in to the finances of your business. This is the best time ever in history to start a business because you have so many resources at your fingertips that we have never had in the past. Before, you had to hire someone to do what you are doing right now. And you are so fortunate to be able to do all of this research yourself and you don't have to pay anyone. So many of the tools that I will tell you about are free. I use the free version of software whenever I can. There are a few instances where I pay a small monthly fee because you do get so much in return and it's completely worth it. But whenever possible, I definitely use the free version because as a business owner, you have to watch your spending as much as possible. It will make the biggest difference in the long run and it will save you so much stress. So in the checklist that I have on my website, it is a, again, it is a free resource. Go grab it and print it off. This, you can put a three hole punch it, put it in a notebook, and this can be your first piece of research for your business. So I just love it. I think it's a great, um, it's everything that I did when I started my business and I've just put it into a checklist. So I think it's fabulous. Um, again, the financial analysis, you there is a checklist again. And this checklist is, it's broken down into different sections. And the title of each um, column is, have you thought about, and so it goes through all of the different costs, um, all the different financial um, costs that you could have. And then you either check off yes, no, or it does not apply. So for instance, I have projected revenue. It's really important for you to know How much are you going to need to sell every day to make ends meet? There's startup cost. There's operational setup. There's your website. There's fixed costs. If you have a brick and mortar, you're going to have utility bills. You're going to have rent. 
things like that. Um, unit cost. What are what's the cost of your materials? If you're making candles, you're going to need the probably the glass containers, the wick, the wax, the scented stuff that you use. I don't know. So you're going to need to see how much is all of the stuff that I need. And so that's called unit cost. Um, your cash flow, your budget, and then advertising budget. So again, so much of this, if you're going to start out small, which I recommend that you do, there's no reason if you want to start a business, you have to run out and rent a space. You can have that space online. Start small. And then if it is a huge success, rent out a little space. You could even rent out a little space in another store. A lot of local businesses do this to save money on rent. So this is super important to remember. You don't have to go out and sign a lease. Start small. So remember, this is supposed to be fun. That is the number one thing you really need to remember while going through this. Make it fun. The only problem is if you don't go through these initial steps, which some of them you may not like, it's not going to be fun because it will be stressful. And I want to save you as much stress as I possibly can. So make sure you go to jenniferdolander.com, click on resources, and this is the validation checklist that will help you go through all of these very first steps in starting your amazing business. Remember, the only time that is better to start a business than right now was yesterday. You will never regret it. I promise you that. And I really believe, I really do believe this. Some people think I'm crazy. But I really do believe that every single person has a business idea. And I believe that. I just think that we are, if we allow it, and we don't allow other people to stomp out our fire, we can be so creative. And part of that creativity is starting a business. If you have a hobby, if you have a passion that you absolutely love, you can turn that into a business. Start small and let it grow from there. So I really do appreciate you tuning in with me today. I look so forward to you being with me again next week. Make sure you go on my website, look at all the resources, and make sure you um, sign up for any, if there are any courses coming available, sign up for the email list so I can keep you informed. So until then, you all go out and have a great day. 
Thank you so much for choosing to tune in today to the Empty Nester Entrepreneur Podcast. I realize how valuable your time is, and I feel so blessed you chose to spend some of your time with me. I will see you same time, same place next week. Until then, make sure you subscribe to the Empty Nester Entrepreneur Podcast so you don't miss an episode, and I would love for you to leave a review. Remember, life is short. Take chances and set your soul on fire. 